0: So in the early 2000s, I would often hear on the radio something called Not a Sermon, Just a Thought by Pastor Lon Solomon from the McLean Bible Church near Tyson's Corner, Virginia. And I was motivated to go and listen to him, and I enjoyed his presentations, enjoyed the church. I only went maybe uh, two or three times. But I recently heard another Not a Sermon, Just a Thought by Lon Solomon. He's no longer with uh, McLean Bible Church. But I'm going to play it for you here in just a minute. And I'd like to discuss it because it got me to thinking now with this new perspective I have about the soul unleashed and some of the things that Pastor Solomon had to say. Stand by. Hello again, friends and fellow true seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where it's my goal to help you with questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul and particularly to help other left-brain types like I certainly am to ask the right questions in our search for deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and what I found to be smothering paradigms. So I'm going to play here for you in just a minute this clip by Pastor Solomon. I hope he doesn't mind, but it's on the radio and it's available. (laughs) I was able to download it, but I want to play it for you and then we'll talk about it. So here it is. Waiting for the world to change, yeah, waiting for the world to change. Hi, this is Lon Solomon, and these are the words of John Mayer's hit song by the same title. You know, John Mayer expresses a sentiment that I think a lot of us feel. We look at the world around us, and we lament all the wrong we see, and we yearn to see it all change. So what's the solution? I mean, is there really any hope that the world is going to change? Well, the answer is yes. The Bible says that the day is coming when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return, and recondition this present world and establish a new world, one where righteousness dwells. Folks, this is the only real hope our world has, and it's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a sermon, just a thought. So that is Lon Solomon, one of my favorite uh, pastors, and I love listening to his commentaries like that. Every time I listen to him, I have to tell you that uh, I, I realize how good he is, and I wish I could speak like he does. But uh, that's one reason why he's very famous, I guess. But what got me thinking about that particular talk he just gave is he says that the only real hope is the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, where he's going to recondition this present world, establish a new world where righteousness dwells. And my thought when I hear those kind of things is that is awesome, but is that what we should be waiting for? Is that what people are sitting around waiting for? And so I went to the Bible because I've seen these references before. As all of you know, I'm not a Bible expert by any means, but I do have the Google machine, and I do use something called the Bible Gateway, which helps me find things very quickly. And there are five references, scriptural references, that I'd like to talk about real quick and then explain what message I get from those uh, having uh, having read them. The first one is by St. Paul. And it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, St. Paul is writing these letters to the Thessalonians. And he's talking about the day of the Lord or the second coming. And he says, Now, brothers and sisters, about time and dates we do not need to write you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. End quote. So that's St. Paul. The second reference is, in my humble opinion, a lot more frightening, but it's from Mark chapter 24, and this is Jesus speaking, as recorded by St. Mark, the gospel writer. Jesus said, For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. He goes on to say, The sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Later on, he says, Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. And finally, He says, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. Keep watch. A little bit later, this is another uh, reference from St. Paul, Thessalonians 1, chapter 4. For the Lord will himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that... We who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. He also talks about, this is St. Paul again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. He talks about somebody called the man of lawlessness. Now there's whole books written about what he means here in this chapter, but what struck me about this was he's talking about somebody who's going to come and oppose the church and eventually be overcome by the second coming or by Jesus Christ. But he says that the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back, meaning God, will continue to do so until he's taken out of the way. And finally, the last reference here is from St. Peter, and this is St. Peter chapter 3. He says, where, where is this coming that he promised? Meaning, when is the coming of, that's been promised by Jesus Christ going to happen? And this is also a pretty frightening passage because St. Peter is comparing what happened to Noah and the deluge and water to what he says is going to happen in the future. So where the deluge was water, we are going to be destroyed by fire. So just to quote it here real quick, he says, "...by these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire." being kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and earth and everything in it will be laid bare. The day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. So that's St. Peter. The reason I mention these five, and there's many, many references to the end times in the Bible, certainly, especially in Revelations, but the reason I mention these is because... In my humble opinion, the people of that time that were reading these things, and to whom St. Peter was writing, and to whom Jesus was speaking, thought, obviously, that this destruction, this second coming, was going to happen during their lifetime. I mean, Jesus said it's going to happen before this current generation passes away. And St. Paul said it's already, this lawlessness is already underway. So... They had some expectation that this was going to happen, obviously, during their lifetime. And, of course, it's been over 2,000 years since they had that expectation. So my point is when I hear this by Pastor Solomon saying our only hope is to wait for Jesus Christ to come back, it gives me pause. It makes me think why. Hope is great, but that's not what we should be waiting for, I don't think. You know, all you have to do is drive some places in the, the country, in the world. I've been many places, as have many of you listening to this. One of the most striking places to me is the western part of the United States. You know, when you go out there, you can see rock formations and places like the Grand Canyon and Yosemite Park and uh, Moab Park in Utah. And there are rock formations there that have been there millions and millions of years, maybe billions of years, that it, what it took to make what you see out there happened. You can't see it so much here on the east coast because everything's covered by trees, but out there it is extremely obvious. And when you go to places like I was just recently, you know, in Lebanon, I've been to Israel, you see evidences of civilizations that have been there way before the time of Christ. And how how far back no one really even knows, but they've been around a long time. So my my Point is that to wait for the coming of Jesus Christ to solve our problems or to give us a respite from the, the problems that we're going through. In my humble opinion, it ain't likely to happen tomorrow or the next day. It's it's probably still some some time away. So, my current thinking is in going through this whole soul unleashed belief is we have the ability to change things now. We have the ability to affect our own lives. You know, the strategy of hope is is one way to go about it, but I think the better strategy is to deliberately, consciously decide to change things and take action to, to change them. One other concept which I came across in my, my research, which I certainly found interesting, is the concept of the rapture and what's going to happen at the at the end times. There was apparently a guy named John Darby from the 19th century who, who had a theory that you know there was going to be this period of a 1,000 years when Jesus Christ is going to come back, and all the people that were doing bad are going to basically get theirs, and Jesus is going to reestablish a kingdom on earth for a 1,000 years, and then the second coming and the rapture is going to happen. So they were two separate, distinct things. As a Catholic, I, I didn't really have much... Teaching about any of this, the rapture or the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ or any of that jazz. That, that's all something that was foreign to me, but of course I've read quite a bit about it now. Um, my point is that that's kind of like discussing, you know, angels dancing, how many angels can dance the head of a pin kind of thing. It's, a, it's an interesting philosophical, theological discussion, but the, the people that are discussing those things and looking forward to those things... It's just a strategy of, of waiting for something to happen that will probably not happen in, in your lifetime. So, you know, and I, I know when I say these things, <laughs> I'm risking uh, being struck by lightning or something. I, Growing up, you know, the nuns would have, uh, would have clobbered me if I had said these kind of things or thought these things. But um, I, I do believe now that w- maybe we just haven't, quite interpreted correctly what's supposed to happen or what's going to happen. Not that the Bible's wrong, but maybe we're just not interpreting it right. And with all due respect to Pastor Solomon, uh, I think there's a better way. John Mayer, of course, waiting for the world to change is is even a worse strategy. But waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ to change things seems a, a... seems like a long way to go about changing things. So I, I, uh, I encourage you to not wait for the world to change. I encourage you to not wait for the second coming of Jesus Christ to, to change your life, but to take action with the tools and the things that you know right now that you can change. I've come to believe, of course, that my soul is uh, the current life I'm living. I've been here many, many, many times. Uh, my soul has and uh, learned many lessons and I'll be back many other times. And although I don't remember those things, except maybe in glimpses sometimes, I, I do know that uh, that I can change my life. I can, thoughts become things. That, that's my main, main understanding. So that's my thoughts for today, this brief podcast episode. You know, I suppose if I could have a discussion with Pastor Solomon, he'd probably say something to me like, uh, listen, you knucklehead, it's not about whether or not the world's going to end tomorrow, but living your life like the world's going to end tomorrow. So I I can appreciate that, but I just don't think that uh, we should be waiting around for things to happen, that we should take action, and that we have the tools to do that. And that's how I want to help myself and help, help my loved ones. Pastor Solomon also has a pretty interesting video out. I'll talk about this later, but it's about the Bible and the veracity of the Bible and you know, how they find things and uh, confirm the Bible's uh, stories in the Bible. Different time, next podcast maybe. But I'd like to, uh, to thank you for listening. You can reach me at mike at mikenicholas.com is my email. And of course, my website is simply mikenicholas.com. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.